Here's a message from Ken Lavica. So many deep questions about life, but how do they apply to sports? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Now approaching the tee, it's Lavica, Theo, and Stone. The PGA Tour has arrived in Palm Beach County. Featuring some of the best golfers from around the world and even better vibes, it's the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. Presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Cognizant Classic. Also brought to you by Eisner Amper, Kaiser University College of Golf, Celsius, Formula One Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix 2024, and the Palm Beach County Sports Commission. Still in the Banowitz, when, when you have it ready to go, I need to set a scene. Uh, mystical music, not with a K, but just mysticism. Danger! Uh, not that mystical, <laughs> though that would be that would be an interesting way to also kick us That's, off here. Set the tone at the but, but but music of wonderment, something that probes your mind and makes you think of the deepest questions that this world has to offer. Because what I want to do today is I want to dig beneath the surface some of the pressing questions of sports. But let's start with some of the most pressing questions in our lives. Is there an end to the universe or is it infinite? Where do we truly come from? Where do babies, no, no, ever actually, I know the answer to that. I know the answer to that. that Never mind, I know the answer to that already. Also, what truly is the essence of life? And what is the purpose of life? All of these things that we've broached over the years and we don't have a clear, concise answer on. The deepest questions in the universe. Like, what is Jeanette going to do when David Ortiz comes over? Is she gonna pass out? Is she going to go unconscious? We are at the Cognizant Classic of the Palm Beaches Pro-Am where Jeanette Javier is mere minutes away from meeting David Ortiz, Big Puppy, for uh-huh. the first time. And she's going to be doing an exclusive interview with him and I got to say, Theo, I'm not sure she's going to make it. I'm, I'm kind of in the danger zone here because I'm the nearest person <laughs> right. to Jeanette. So if it's a stiff arm, if or it's a jolt out of the seat. Projectile I'm catch, vomiting. Yeah. It could be anything what? at this point. I'm going to catch the brunt end of that force. It, so. it could be anything. How are you How are you holding up? A couple things here. Um, David MacGyver Druda, who is here with us here uh-huh. at the Cognizant Classic at the Palm Beaches, said, act like you've been here before. Okay? That has resonated with mm-hmm. me more than anything. That's how you've talked yourself down. Because I don't think I've ever been starstruck in the great positions I've been in opportunities. Like when I was an intern here, I was in the locker room with mm-hmm. the Miami Heat during their championship run. Mm-hmm. I've talked to LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and a couple other cool people. But the opportunity to meet the Dominican right, cultural the icon. Nobody that in is, the Heat locker room is Dominican, and this no. is the difference. Yeah. The icon that he is. And I, the thing is, I don't, like, my family is probably more excited than I am. Um, projectile vomiting, out of the question. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right, well, you say that now. <laughs> you say that now. I have yeah. glasses on, so I think that is going to hide my facial expressions. <laughs> Your because crazy eyes. My facial expressions do speak louder than my voice at times, not all the time. But one thing, I, I, I cannot stop looking at the crowd. Mm. I cannot stop looking at the crowd, and even I caught Theo. Theo just, like, looked over. He just pressed his palms against the table mm-hmm. and leaned over, and I was like, oh, my God, is he here? Yeah. So I don't know. So uh, I don't know. David Ortiz is scheduled to join this radio wow. show at some point. The Red Sox legend, the three-time World Series champion, Jeanette Javier for ESPN West Palm Play and ESPN De- or Deporte 760, my apologies. She is going to be interviewing David Ortiz on camera. Yes. So a big day. Big day all around here at the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches Pro-Am. And all the opportunities they've spoken Spanish with our station too, especially specifically with Deportes, I've never met somebody, I've never been able to speak as Dominican too mm. because you know and sometimes when I've been on deportes and I've said my Dominican slang Juliana and Elias they will look at me like I'm crazy mm, that's crazy so it's great to not only interview David Ortiz but it's gonna be just a Dominican cultural fest and I think that has me more elated and uh, to do that with David Ortiz I can't say that enough I think you, I've already said like five times can, can you say in Spanish hello David Ortiz I love you and would like to hug you I would like to I am okay. um 
Buenos, you want to be formal about yeah, it? Sure, yes, sure. Yes, yes. Buenos días, David Ortiz. ¿Cómo estás? ¿Qué estás haciendo hoy? Yo te quiero mucho mm -hmm. y te voy a dar un abrazo. Okay. Por favor. It's a good great. start. It's pretty good. It's a good start. Stone, said, please. Stone, rate that Spanish, uh, if you could. Uh, eight out of ten. Okay, eight out of ten. <laughs> or fluent Spanish speaker. Why was he so uh, ready Jeanette for that? Javier. He was absolutely... Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he was grading it already. No, he had yeah. no idea. Um, so, so what we're going to do is we sit and wait for David Ortiz and for Jeanette to perform whatever uh, subconscious uh, bodily reaction uh, is is going to be conducted here at PGA National. Let's ponder, let's ponder the deepest questions in sports, shall yes, we? Yes, yes, yes. And I, I'll begin. Okay. The deepest question in sports, to me, the most pressing question in sports is, what's the deal with Caleb Williams? What truly is the deal with Caleb Williams? I want to read you from ESPN a story that was put out this morning. This is from Pete Thamel, and I want you to hear the first couple of paragraphs, okay? We don't need the uh, mystic music anymore until we ask another question. Yeah, yeah. That's the rules, by the way. Uh, Former USC quarterback Caleb Williams deeply admires Michael Jordan and Walter Payton, loves deep dish pizza, and told ESPN he would be, quote, excited if the Chicago Bears take him number one overall in the 2024 NFL Draft. Entering the NFL Combine, Williams is the favorite to be the top pick in April. In his first public comment since declaring for the draft in January, Williams spoke in-depth about the Bears, unveiled his Combine plan, and reflected on a journey to the NFL that is nearing a culmination. Quote, this is what I've been preparing for my whole life, Williams told ESPN by phone Tuesday. Since I was 10 or 11, that is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. At that age until now, it basically feels like your whole life. That is the first couple of paragraphs of ESPN's profile on USC quarterback Caleb Williams. Let me tell you something. As a Chicagoan, a proud Chicagoan, no longer a Chicago Bears fan, but a proud Chicagoan, that first paragraph deeply resonated with me. Uh -oh. And if I were still a Bears fan, I would say, sign me up for this man. Deeply admires Michael Jordan and Walter Payton. Loves deep dish pizza. Wow. That checks a lot of boxes. If Caleb Williams came out today, had a separate press availability, and said, I want everybody to know that soda is pop, that I never stopped calling it the Sears Tower. Mm-hmm. What about, I would say. What about his opinion on baseball stadiums in, in Chicago? Well, unfortunately, you can't be a Chicago fan and then judge when everybody just goes to the easiest possible okay, fandom, and check. that's the Cubs. Here we just go. Here that's we the go. easy but, way out. But oh, I will say. the Ivy. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, the frat boys and girls. Hold on. Hold on. Caleb Williams Wrigley is a brother. Caleb Williams is a brother. And historically speaking, at least. He would gravitate towards the White Sox, the most White likely. Sox is, yes, okay. All right, shout out Black History Month. There baby. you go. Uh, you got yeah. one more day. That's right. That's right. Shout out Leap Year. <laughs> yeah. Shout yeah. out Leap Year we for an extra it. day of Black History Month. We needed it. That's this right. Year. We absolutely needed yeah. it. But here's my other part. <laughs> you want some plantains uh, to celebrate? I would love some plantains. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brought the chips, yes, the ones yes. that taste like lime. Uh, but then there's this from the Athletic. There's this from the Athletic. So that makes me feel positive about Chicagoans, the Bears, and adopting Caleb Williams. But then there's always been something that's bothered me about Caleb Williams. And I don't know if it's about Caleb Williams or about his situation. I think we can all agree that Caleb Williams, and I think Stone can speak to this more than anybody as a, a, a football guy, someone who went through the quarterback training and the seven-on-seven seven and the, the, the football career. I do think that there's an inherent flaw, a, a lack of adjustment, from a life and career standpoint, to these quarterbacks especially who are basically groomed from a young age to be NFL quarterbacks. Mm. And I think my issue with Caleb Williams and Stone, tell me if I'm coming off as really insensitive and wrong about this, but I think my biggest problem with Caleb Williams is that it seems like he's been manufactured at a quarterback factory, and I think I have a problem with his dad. <laughs> I, I don't even know what you want me to say. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? 
It was the dismount. <laughs> nah. It was the, the way I think the, I have a problem with his dad. The way Theo and I just looked at each other like, he really just threw his dad in the mud like that in two seconds and you saved it till the end, Ken. Yeah. So, what, is, what was so that? Just from, dad zero times just from, just from, just from, forget the dad part for a second. Okay. Forget the dismount it's for a hard second. Not nah, to. Okay. The, the manufactured quarterback <laughs> been groomed, private quarterback coach since age eight, nine, ten. There's some red flags sometimes that come with that, right, Stone? Um, no. <laughs> I am done. This Where's ain't the okay. Okay. baby. Where's Let's David get to the team? dad part. This ain't the Marinovich <laughs> project. Whatever you, you want to do. I, I, Todd Marinovich. Marinovich, yeah. And oh that's who immediately gosh. comes to mind. Yeah, well, that was the 80s. But I'm talking about quarterbacks who have their parents sticking their nose into business their entire career and then making things difficult come the pro process. Let me read you this from The Athletic. This from Kalen Kaler, an outstanding writer. When NFL evaluators visited USC this season, they asked quarterback Caleb Williams a question they probably hadn't asked any other draft prospect. Would he seek an ownership stake in the team that drafted him? Months earlier, on the eve of training camp in July, the Sports Business Journal reported that NFL owners voted to prohibit, quote, non-family employees from taking equity in teams, end quote. Shortly thereafter, Pro Football Talk explained the timing of the vote, reporting that representatives of Williams, the presumptive top pick in the 2024 draft had broached the topic when asked about that pft report williams face squinched up in confusion one scout said who would say that the scout remembered him asking he was completely in shock that that was happening or being said another another scout had said that he talked with caleb williams who also had no clue where that came about but it turns out the question had been broached by carl williams Mm. caleb's father carl williams is on the record as saying hey i'm just trying to get my boy money i'm just trying to put him in a situation where he is maximizing his bank account for me when you have meddling parents a la the ball family things get incredibly difficult incredibly sticky and then the parents as stone likes to put it sometimes get main character syndrome caleb williams unfortunately i think has some red flags because i think that dad might present some problems and when dad starts speaking with son and creating headlines that son doesn't want i feel like there is something off about caleb williams not um, So I'm going to play devil's advocate here, but doesn't that add to his brand too? Like the Ball family, I feel like the dad elevated it and that sometimes he, because he became so popular and so notorious and he got the clickety clicks and the views, the Ball family therefore received more opportunities because the dad went off the way he mm. has or did. Do you think they would have gotten his own shoes? Do you think he, he would have been as popular? The yeah, family no. would have been as popular as the NBA? Ball was a successful campaign for sure he, he was successful he was everything. a successful snake oil sales yes 100%, yeah. and it worked because one of his kids is exactly. a is nba franchise player for the hornets the other one in lonzo signed a 50 to 60 million dollar contract with the bulls and the other guy at least we know his name because guess what we wouldn't know leangelo's name if it wasn't for lavar talking about his sons for for a decade it feels you like see? at this point so it, it was successful so fine from a they made their bags. The Bulls made their bags. Yes, that was so extremely That's successful extremely successful. Campaign. Because trying, of the dad. But I'm trying to look at it from a Chicago Bears, Bears fan standpoint then. So there's the, okay. there's the Williams okay. family. They're going to get their money. They've been getting their money. Caleb Maybe Williams fine. has some of the most lucrative NIL deals we've ever seen in the history of college football. But what about the Chicago Bears and what they're getting if they do indeed – Jettison and Ryan Poles, their GM, said yesterday it would be unfair of us to hang on to Justin Fields uh, if we are going to take Caleb Williams. So expect him, if that happens, to be dealt sometime in the next week and a half. Um, I just feel like there's something off about this Caleb Williams thing. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's not fair. Maybe it's unfair. And when we ask these pressing questions, there's no immediate answers. But I feel like stemming from Carl Williams – there are some issues here, and there is some drama that will be had that doesn't necessarily need to be had and something that could be a big pain in the ass for the Chicago Bears. Do you at least follow where I'm going here? Meddling parents are never And Stone, a... don't tell me you've never encountered meddling parents in your football life. Oh, often. Okay. Yeah, well, And I'll, it's a pain in the ass. I'll say this. Meddling parents are never fun for coaches 
for franchises and sometimes for fan bases, but it really shouldn't matter that much to the fans of the Chicago Bears. They care how much, how well Caleb Williams performs when he's on the field. Uh, meddling parents have also created some of the most iconic and generational and just transcendent talents that we've seen in the past 50 years. Like, we're here in Palm Beach County. Uh, there's a pair of twins here that live in Palm Beach County. Okay. Who are, if it wasn't for a meddling father, also Williams would not be. Yeah, also unrelated. Williams, yes, unrelated. Richard would not be legends of the game. The greatest tennis player okay. of all time well, in Serena Williams. Fair. Also, Lamar Jackson's mom. The way she helped she Lamar Jackson. That's what I'm saying. The way but she helped Lamar Jackson get that she, big deal with the but, Ravens. But she she's the one who Lamar has entrusted to help negotiate deals and or be a major part of that yes. process. Yes. Caleb Williams. To my my understanding has not enlisted his father to do that. He'll have agents working for him. Right, right. And I know there's differences, and none of these analogies are going to be perfect. But all I I say this to say this: sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze, right? Okay. Like with with uh, even let's just go particularly with the Ball brothers, right? With Lamelo Ball, the juice was worth well more than the squeeze for what Lavar was and what he propelled his sons up to be. Like that is now a franchise Wait, player in do, the NBA. Is Lamelo is Lamelo Ball? He might be a franchise player, but yeah. if you're the franchise player of the biggest embarrassment in the NBA, are you really truly a franchise player? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> a franchise Listen, player, are, oh, are, we maybe, are we maybe using that a little loosely when it comes with the Charlotte Hornets and LaMelo Ball? Mm-hmm. Even if it's a half of a franchise, he's still the franchise player. I was say, on paper, he still is. Yeah. I mean, is it still a joke? Yeah, but LaMelo's the Bears have credit. The Bears exactly. So, like, what are you something. doing? You can't pick and choose he's because it's Chicago. He's 22 years old, LaMelo Ball. Stone, what'd you say? He's 22 years old, LaMelo okay. Ball. It's just tough. And and if you're LaMelo Ball, show me more than than being sort of on some nights, not playing any defense, volume score with the worst team in the NBA, with a coach who clearly hates his team. Uh, just show me show me a little bit more. Show me show me a little bit more. Well, he's got time to And I would that. argue he's not the franchise player. Who's the franchise Brandon player? Miller is the franchise player <laughs> okay. or the soon-to-be franchise player. One of them dudes signed the max contract already. One of those dudes is going to sign a max contract, and I think is overall a better player than LaMelo Ball is because at least Brandon Miller decides he wants to play defense every once in a while. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't mean to turn yes, this yes, into I'm a sorry, Charlotte yeah. Hornets <laughs> conversation. You're home for Hornets basketball, ESPN 106.3. <laughs> the deep questions. Yes. Please, could I, could I have mysticism? In my music, please, Stone. The deep questions, what is the deal with Caleb Williams? As Theo puts it, is the juice worth the squeeze? LaMelo Ball, can you be a franchise player on the worst team in sports? Who knows? Again, will we go to Mars? What's actually outside our solar system? Is there intelligent life other than us? That brings me to you, Theo. Okay, uh, thank you. What is your deep, mystical question when it comes to sports? How will we salvage the regular season? Or will it ever be salvaged? In the NBA? And that therein lies, Ken, I'm glad you said that. I I knew you were going to say in the NBA with a question mark. Because if you're a fan of college basketball, you might say the same thing. If you're a fan of college football, mm-hmm. we're getting closer and closer to that fan Stone, base. how about this depth? Feeling the same way. Yeah, he's is, killing it. This is deep. Okay, okay. In the, in the National Football League, this was supposed to be the year that the Chiefs were down. If you look at the regular season and how they competed against contenders and how receivers were dropping balls left and right, this is the year that you beat Mahomes and the Chiefs. It didn't seem to matter as much, right? It, it matters more in the NFL than the other leagues, but my overall overarching point and I don't even have to bring up Major League Baseball. I was just going to say, you're missing one. (laughs) I don't even have to bring that up, is we're getting further and further away from the reverence and the celebration of and the appointment television viewing. And the importance of. And importance of regular seasons mattering. And it's because of the over-prioritization of rings. The over-prioritization of how much more elevated playoff games are. Players are sitting out games. In college football, we just got the 12 teams. They're already calling for 14 or 16. Now you're going to see four lost teams with a chance to win a national championship. At some point, we have to reprioritize the regular season in each of our favorite sports. And I do ask, 
what is going to be the solution as we over prioritize playoffs mm -hmm. and, and tournaments and postseason stuff when are we going to get back to the the nuts and bolts of this thing well, which is the regular season good news for you well Jeanette has a, has a response first. <laughs> she has her hand is Jeanette, totally erect right now. Jeanette is 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 raising her hand <laughs> as if she's in class. We're not grading things. Don't worry. That's a different segment. Yes, Jeanette. Do you think the legalization, specifically of Florida, or the bigger acceptance of betting, mm. does that bring a counterpoint? Not to you? for the players. For the degenerates, the players can't gamble. Yeah, they can't put money on themselves. May I no, have a solution? I have a solution. Does this make if a deep question like this? Does this make me a god, a sage, a siren? If I have an answer, a solution to this deep, probing question, it would make you the oracle. They are. I, I think I'm the oracle. I have the solution, guys. The chosen one. Snip, snip, snip. Uh oh. We need a sports vasectomy. What do you? Hmm? I think Playoff fields. Snap. Playoff fields. They need to be reined in. We don't need a seventh team in the NFL. Let's keep it at six. We don't need half the teams in the NBA or the NHL postseason worthy. We don't need in Major League Baseball this pointless opening series. We don't need 162 games in baseball. We don't need 82 games in the NBA. Play in. We need less. In sports, it's become abundantly clear. Less is more. Less is more. Less games in the regular season mm. equals more desperation. Less playoff seeds equals more desperation. We need a sportsectomy. I love that. What about college? The NCAA tournament should not budge off of 68. You know what? Forget the first four. Uh-oh. Let's just go back to 64 uh -oh. like God intended. Amen. Now we got teams counting tournament wins when you're beating a 15 right. seed as a 16 seed. Let's it's make like, it abundantly crap out of here. Fairly Dickinson was a great story in the tournament last year. Should have never been there. Shouldn't have been they there. They didn't earn a damn thing. Okay? So, the solution to that is a sportsectomy. Snip, snip, snip. Cut it down. There's <laughs> a lot of people in their car like, clutching their legs as you well, say that I every mean, time. Sportsectomy. Kenza. And I'm going to trademark that. Can't so none that, of you so can use it. That's can't right. It. That's right. Uh, so, what is your deep Probing, pressing sports question. One where you sit, you stare at the clouds, and you say to yourself, what is the answer to this question? What is your pressing sports question? Mine is, what's the deal with Caleb Williams? Theo's is, how do we ever bring back the importance of the regular season? I say, sportsectomy. But maybe I'm wrong. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, social media at KLV1063, that's 888-760-3776. Let the record show that us saying words like sportsectomy yeah. with this music in the background is truly a top 10 outrageous, ridiculous audio treat for all of you in Palm Beach County and in the Treasure Coast. You said this is mystifying music. This feels more like massage music. <laughs> Like I feel like it I'm actually does feel I, it does feel like I'm about to get a pedicure. Yes, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Back to South Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit BaptistHealth.net/ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacements, spine and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net/ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach. County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What is your deep sports question that you need answered? What is your most pressing sports question? There's no such thing as a bad question, and maybe there's not an answer, but let's put it out into the universe and let the universe decide. Mm. What is your most pressing sports question? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And I promise you that all of these fine folks who came out to the Pro-Am today at the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches at PGA National, none of them were expecting to hear the made-up word sportsectomy. You're That's welcome. Theo. But they got That's it. Jeanette. She'll be talking with David Ortiz at some point when it's a deep question of the universe. Mm. I'm Ken. Stone's back in the studio. Levick, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.
You're listening to LaVica, Theo, and Stone, the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches edition, presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Cognizant Classic. Also brought to you by Eisner Amper, Kaiser University College of Golf, Celsius, Formula One Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix 2024, and the Palm Beach County Sports Commission. We are out here the rest of the week and the weekend that here is PGA National, the what? The Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. For those of you who don't know, the former Honda Classic is now the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. Same hospitality, same tournament, same names, different name of the actual event. Bigger Cognizant names Classic in the Palm Beaches. Bigger names, actually. 100%. Rory McIlroy and Ricky, Ricky Fowler and Justin Rose are all part of the field here at the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. It tees off tomorrow, but Pro-Am today at PGA National. I gotta be honest. So uh, uh, Matt Lincoln at CBS 12. You, uh, we all, we all know him. Good dude. Yeah. I walked in to uh, the uh, the clubhouse here at PGA National, and uh, then Tyler Cameron walked by our good friend, mm-hmm. uh, the the former uh, Bachelorette finalist and uh, FAU football star, right. Tyler Cameron, the pride of Jupiter. And uh, uh, Tyler's like, yeah, I'm playing in the pro. I'm, uh, I'm gonna suck. Uh, playing with Tua. Matt's like. <laughs> Matt's like, oh, I know where Tua is. Come on. So we got in. We walked to the driving range because I'm like, well, if Tua is here, I need to see the man that I support. Yes. I'm the president of his uh, outgoing president, but I, I might go say, for another chill. term. I might go for another term. Stone chill. talked me into it a couple of weeks I, ago. I would love another that. term is the uh, the the president of the Tua Tungavailoa fan club years. in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. It is a four-year term. Yes. Uh, and so we walked up to the driving range, and there was Tua. And all his glory. Want to know what I did? Took a creepy picture of him. Of course you did. Took a creepy picture of him. Far away, did you have to zoom in with your fingers? No, I did it close enough where I didn't have to zoom in, but it was definitely a creepy picture. So with your encounter there, meeting one of your idols, do you have any advice for me? Not an idol, but I support him. Do you have any advice for me as I meet? You're meeting an idol. You're meeting someone who's considered uh, to some in uh, the Dominican Republic a god. No, some, everyone. Everyone, okay. A a living god in the Dominican Republic, David Ortiz. Uh, Jeanette's going to meet him for the first time uh, sometime here in the next... Well, a couple of minutes. He's or not so. Dominican time. I get it. That was so. <laughs> well, I think he had to finish his pro am. Right? Ken would be. And a, you know what? He, he can do whatever the heck he wants. Ken would be a big loser if Tua Tungavailoa was his idol. Oh wow! Ooh, wow! What's that supposed to mean? Stone? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I, I mean, come on! What are we doing? You've been in the industry for decades. Some twenty-two-year-old oh, average quarterback is Ken's oh, idol. Oh. Okay, let's so, let's let's take his Tua Don is here. The average <laughs> stuff, Tua dude. is here. Yeah, I'm not calling him average. You called him average. Yeah, yeah let me take that back. Let me average. start over. Let me start over. Oh yeah, he's so, gonna say average again. This is awkward. Let me. <laughs> he's gonna say average. Again. He's gonna do it again. Huh? Let me start over. Okay. Um. Well, this wow. is going well. Yeah, what are you doing? doing? So good. I'm struggling here. We're I, on radio is, right is, now. Is Google, the speaker on? Yes, the speaker's quick? on. People oh are walking God. by. They can hear you. We so what like, do you want to tell so, them? So redo it. We look like an idiot because of a man that's not even here. I think the... Co- Okay, you're what doing great. What is going great. on? Anyways. Is, is, is Stone okay? At the stu- somebody welfare check on Stone. I the just can't square. believe I said that, knowing you guys were blasting the speaker at the Cognizant yeah. Classic. Oh, yeah. What did you think we were doing? We're, just <laughs> just hit, sitting here talking to ourselves? The second best quarterback in Miami Dolphins history. If that guy hmm. was Ken's idol, I don't know. I would struggle with thinking Ken was... Uh, being real with himself, no, that was the best I, I, I had, wouldn't guys. be an idol, but I'm, I'm damn near 40 years old, so Stone's <laughs> right. I'm not going to sit there and idolize an early 20, still yet to hit the prime of his career. Quarterback, what I will say whoa, is I have whoa, a deep appreciation. Whoa, I have still a deep yet to appre- hit his prime. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't yet hit his prime. Uh, and think about that. Think how great that is that he hasn't hit his prime and he already led the league in passing yards. True that. Think about you that. are so hot and cold. I think haven't been that. on with the show for True like that. hot minutes. I thought you were going to say I was yeah, so was hot. So I was hot. like, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that compliment. No. Appreciate that. I mean, that. you are, but you're even like you're hot and cold with your whole Tua takes. Like one, one no, like, week I can you're like, cr- oh, my God, he's the best. No, the but other I can one, be, you're on a reel on Instagram. You you're like, be, fire the man. Get rid no, of him. No, I didn't say that. I just said that you can have questions, legitimate legitimate questions about Tua Without giving up on Tua. I have legitimate questions about your takes on Tua. <laughs> oh. Mm. oh. Well, hold on a second. Hold on. Maybe we're getting to something here. His takes on Tua are inconsistent because Tua himself is 
inconsistent. At least in the back end of the season, right? right? You know well, what? In December and January. Give me my mystical music, please, uh, Stone. <laughs> my mystical music, please. What actually is Tua? Oh, my God. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. What is your deepest, most probing sports question? 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV1063. Jeanette, do you have a probing, pressing sports question to put out into the universe? I do, I do. And it's one that I've asked constantly as spring training is underway mm-hmm. at... Um, the Houston Astros and Washington Nationals. And what's the name of the stadium? Cacti Park. Cacti Park. Cacti Park in the Palm Beaches, baby. Yes. So, Shout out Travis Scott. Absolutely. Most of the team. H-Town! <laughs> there you go. Now Stone's back. <laughs> As a World Series champion like myself. Nice. Me too. No. I'm on the fan base, so. No, I have a ring. You don't. Okay, well, that's not nice. So, <laughs> baseball to me is a sport I truly love. Personally and culturally, I don't think I've been more geeked out the fact that I'm about to interview David Ortiz in Spanish. So what is it about baseball that's not attractive to other sports fans? I'm always having to defend the game of baseball. Oh, it's too slow. Have you heard of the pitch clock? That rule now? Have you heard of the bases being bigger? Have you heard of all of these beautiful rules baseball has now put in paper and acting? No, there's more. I know. <laughs> to bring you to the game, to yep. welcome you to a ballpark and enjoy a glizzy with beer mm-hmm. amongst others, degenerates. Yep. What can baseball do to bring y'all into the ballpark? Okay. I think that that's a great question. Want to know my theory on this? What? And again, there's no answer here. But here's my theory on, on the baseball <laughs> sucks contingent is that so many people – have spent so many years absorbing the talk about how baseball sucks that no matter the improvement, no matter how fun it still is to go to a baseball game, no matter uh, some of the teams that have been able to come up that were previously irrelevant and now compete for championships, a la the Texas Rangers who are the current World Series champions. Which is weird. People have been so – it is weird. People have been so immersed, though, in baseball sucks that they refuse to actually talk themselves out of baseball sucks and give it a chance. Mm. It, it, I really, truly think that it's a mob mentality when it comes to baseball because we get so caught up in the NFL machine. The NFL is always pushing you, always drowning you, holding your head underwater. Watch us. Watch us. Do your oh fantasy football draft. Come on. Combine. <laughs> Guys wearing underwear. Watch it. Spend your money. Okay, Red zone. Baseball, they don't do that, and they pay dearly for it yeah and they get dwarfed by the nfl machine especially no i wouldn't say that because there's a huge chunk of the year where baseball is the only sport outside of the nba yeah so you have the opportunity to go baseball i'm gonna watch it yeah all the sounds ken levicka did but still it's not people aren't into it and i don't get it and I don't know if it's a like a, a United States thing because I was able to cover the Caribbean series. I think it is United States. February. Thing. I and think it's solely United States thing because Japan doesn't have this problem. The Caribbean doesn't have this problem. I, and it's it's weird to me. Can I offer up the easiest, so not solution but explanation for this sure, problem? Sure. Baseball fans and and baseball pontificators and people that support the sport, which all are missing in all of this is yeah, great call. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, it's just there are. Better options. I don't think this is a baseball problem. You can fund the sport up. You can do all of that. But, like, here in America, you have college football, which is a behemoth. You have the NFL, which is a behemoth. You have the NBA, which is more action-packed with bigger stars, more recognizable stars. And we only have 24 hours in each of our days. We only have so much attention span we're allowed to give to things. And all I'm saying is I don't think it's necessarily a baseball is boring problem. I think that there's more – exciting options and you can't do all sure. of them at once. So what was the flip then? Because it was, it is called America's pastime and right. I, I wanted to say was because I don't believe it is anymore because of the po- the popularity has gone down to drain. Yeah, it was America's But like what was the flip? But it was how we passed our time back then right. but nowadays America's, the way that America passes its time 
is with football. Right. And there's it, I, in, in modern-day America, there's no such thing as leisure time. Like, it's impossible to be facts. a successful person, in my opinion, and enjoy leisurely time. Right. So it doesn't apply to the modern-day American. What I will say, too, more than any other sport, there is a sanctimonious approach that the, the gatekeepers of the sport, the Hall of Fame voters, yeah. or the executives of the oh, sport, or even the commissioner, Rob Manfred, I think there's a sanctimonious approach to the game that's sort of an inherent disrespect to fans that keeps them away from it. I won't take the the Hall of Famers debate because Sosa, Clement, uh, Rob, Clement, Roger Robert Clement. Clement, sorry, Roger Clement is already in there, of course, yeah. um, should have all been there a long time ago. But I will give Manfred the respect that he finally put new baseball reels, uh, rules in it mm-hmm. and is going it off helps. it. So sure. it helps. But another Sorry, thing, I'm getting. I'll, I'm just waiting for David Ortiz. I'll say this too. Can in this, I actually is more reflective of my experience with baseball. When baseball was at its most popular uh, point in my life and most people's lives that are about 30ish years old, was in the midst of that steroid era with all of those heroes that we worship so much, like the Barry Bonds and the Sammy that, that that provided all of that entertainment. Sure. And then baseball turns around and slaps us in the face by telling us that those guys' careers didn't matter. Mm. Yeah. So it almost is like, yes, they were trying to protect the quote-unquote integrity of the game, but the big hammer that they ruled down on the steroid era with kind of drew you away from the game. Similar to how, like, the NCAA tried to, like, push us off of Reggie Bush's Heisman Mm. year. Like, those things happened. Those things mattered. And I think all of those little small things, like you were saying, the stuffiness of the people that are the gatekeepers with baseball, it's not drawing people in. It's kicking people out, and people are getting older, and then people are going moving on. You know, yeah. like it's just other. I stuff. just think the NBA is more fast-paced. It's more of an exciting brand. Uh, it appeals to a wider portion of the population, in my opinion. NFL is just an unstoppable money-making oh machine. I think, though, as soon as people just sort of understand that baseball is more regional than any other sport, because if if we're in Chicago right now, there's no conversation about. What's wrong with baseball? This is true. Because Uh, locally, the ratings and the White Sox have sucked. The White Sox for the last couple of years have had some of their highest TV ratings of all time. The Cubs are always going to get high TV ratings and great attendance. L.A., there's no discussion about why does baseball suck? Because it's the capital of the baseball universe. New York, this is the time of year that most fans are getting behind. Everyone's excited about the Knicks, but trust me, they'd rather talk about what the Yankees or Mets are going to do. So it's very regional. It just turns out down here, there's no excitement other than those that are from somewhere around. Else because yeah. the Marlins are just that's very true. That's that's by the way, uh, your boy, it's a regional sport. And it's that's a regional fine. national sport, which is weird. Your boy Aussie Guillen, he was the manager for Team Venezuela, who won the Caribbean uh, Series. He's a he's an intimidating man to see uh, in person. I know. I, I know, was I didn't even talk to him. Loud and, he, and gruff. He's and just sitting there in the dugout, like hands crossed, mm. back pressed, and you're I like, know. I am terrified I of know. you, Aussie Guillen. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Aussie Guillen should still be a manager in Major League Baseball. What is your most pressing, your deepest sports question? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Could you could you quickly, Theo, tell us about the, the greatness of... Uh, of SWA, Solid Waste Authority. Come on now, man. This is uh and this is something that's close to my heart because I've always been thinking further, thinking deeper about this world. As we talk about these life questions, how do we make the world a better place for the next generation? Come on. That's recycling. That's right. right. That's right. And that's what the Solid Waste Authority of Palm Beach County wants you to do. And if you're wondering what to recycle and where to put it, well, Palm Beach County needs your participation to remain a top recycler in the state of Florida. Our system, though, only accepts certain items for recycling. Good news, newspapers and inserts are one of them. Those items go into the yellow bin. By recycling newspapers and inserts, you can help reduce greenhouse gases and save valuable resources, and the material is made into new products as well. Keep our community clean and green by recycling right every day, Palm Beach County, and learn more at swa.org slash recycle right. Let's head to the phones. And again, what is your deep probing sports question? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And social media is open at KLV1063. Let's head to Loxahatchee, and that's where we find Randy. Randy, you're on the Vic of Theo and Stone. What's up, buddy? 
Hey, Lavica. Hey, is Jeanette still there? Jeanette is still here awaiting David Ortiz. Hello. All right. You're banging the drum on baseball this, baseball that. Ooh. Jeanette, where were you World Series time? Can you tell me who was in the World Series this year? It seems like your enthusiasm dwindles after the spring training. No, wasn't it the Diamondbacks and the Rangers? All right, thank you very much. You didn't talk about it. You didn't talk about it, Jeanette. You got to talk about it on the radio. But Randy, let me ask, Randy, let me ask you, though. Do you think that the majority of fans in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast gave one single solitary damn about the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers? Like, I, just think about it from a business standpoint. I think sports talk radio ranges older. Baseball ranges older. Okay, but I'm also not talking about the baseball postseason. I'm talking about the baseball regular season. Like just baseball, period. Exactly. Like Randy, I'm assuming you're a baseball fan, Randy. So, so you're, yeah. So you're telling me that you're talking about baseball regular season being more important than the postseason? Is that what I'm hearing? No, interest. Mm, interest level. Interest level. Like, what do we have to do to get people to watch the baseball regular season? Everybody just cares about the postseason. We got to talk about it. Is it okay? Yeah. Uh, Randy, uh, appreciate the um, the input. I thought I talked about it. She brought it up as her topic today. Also, there's 162 <laughs> regular season games. It's going to be a regional sport at that point. Not tomorrow, only did I, I talked tomorrow. about no, the rules no, and everything that idea. baseball implemented. No. Tomorrow on Levicka, Theo, and Stone, we break down the 2024 Kansas City <laughs> Royals. We'll do that at 1 o'clock, so make sure to tune in, okay? Oh, dear, okay. What is your deep probing sports question? Hey, Jeanette, you just got to talk about it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Stone, what do you think? Every single day, we do a 20-minute breakdown of one team per day in Major League Baseball leading up to the regular season. Does that sound like good radio? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think so. I think so. I mean, we, can find, we can find fans out here in this market for sure. No, I think, and what we'll do Friday, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people here are yearning for the Seattle Mariners. Oh. So Friday's going to be the Seattle Mariners the uh, Let's uh, talk don't Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates is Monday, absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys, we've got a lot of good stuff on deck for you, okay? <laughs> and notice how I said on deck because I care about baseball, okay? So, Thursday, tomorrow, mm -hmm. the Kansas City Royals, mm -hmm. 1 o'clock, tune in. We're going to break them down. Friday, Seattle Mariners Friday here on the Vic at the Owen Stone. And then Monday, we get things rolling with a full week of Major League Baseball previews with your Pittsburgh Pirates. There yes, we go. Yes. Perfect. You're welcome, Randy. Uh, David Ortiz, momentarily. Make sure to talk baseball with him, Jeanette. Yeah. Uh, uh, at least subject to change, David Ortiz. We're anticipating him. We'll put yes, it that way. Yes, yes. Um, I uh, will find him. We'll come back to PGA National. It's Pro-Am Day at the Cognizant Classic of the Palm Beaches. When we return, report cards are out on the NFL, and we're going to check in on our teams to see where they graded out off the field in 2023. That is Theo. Stone's back in West Palm. She's Jeanette. I'm Ken. We're at PGA National Congress at Classic in the Palm Beaches Pro-Am. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches edition, presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Cognizant Classic. Also brought to you by Eisner Amper, Kaiser University College of Golf, Celsius, Formula One Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix 2024, and the Palm Beach County Sports Commission. Up, oh, Stone, we need breaking news. Breaking news, Stone. Breaking news, please. Big breaking story. News breaking news on ESPN 1063 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Nick Feria of Sports Illustrated. Is reporting, Zach Wilson has been given permission to seek a trade. Big breaking news <laughs> here on this Wednesday. Zach Wilson has been given permission to seek a trade. What's your favorite moment of the Zach Wilson era? Oh, man. You know what it was for real for me? It was, it was him stepping in for Aaron Rodgers and getting that dub. Week one. Week one? You know what I'm saying? Because it was hilarious because it happened against the Bills. It was amazing. It was hilarious. It was like it was almost the Zach Wilson experience all wrapped up in one where it was like uh he 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 was it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um he wasn't necessarily great. He wasn't terrible. 
He did enough to get a win in that spot, and the defense saved him. I mean, it was just like it was a Jets Zach Wilson experience all wrapped up in one. It was it was fun while it lasted. Zach Wilson has been given permission to seek a trade. That is breaking news. Good Not, thing they gave him permission. Good thing. It's a, it's definitely a good thing. Rejoice, yeah. Jets fans. Yeah. Yeah. Rejoice. Because like, well, Zach, before that, he was like, man, can I even ask for a trade? All these teams want me, but I can't even talk to them about getting a trade. Right. Now he has right. that permission. Uh, I wonder what, how, how, how much his uh, agent's phone is going to be blowing up. Oh, come on, dude. It's about to get crazy. At this breaking news. It's about to be his crazy. agent's right now just looking at his phone, facing Ring. him. Ring. Ring. Tapping it every two seconds. Has someone texted me? Did somebody call me? Uh, maybe they tweeted me. I don't know. Uh, the FAU NBA Sport Management Program, number one in the whole freaking United States of America. Number 10 in the world, according to Sport Business. What are those rankings? What are those rankings? Those are rankings of the best postgraduate sport management degrees, one in the U.S. and two in the world. Number one in the country, number 10 in the world. That's elite level stuff. The FAU NBA Sport Management Program, this is, if you want to get into the sports industry where you get your MBA. Why? Why? What sets them apart? The FAU MBA Sport Management Program has the curriculum to best prepare you for your life after the MBA Sport Management Program. The proper knowledge, the proper contacts, the proper internships, the proper paths that you take out of it. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Sign up now, summer semester and fall semester classes online or on campus in Boca Raton. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. That's FAU. Edu slash MBA Sport. Let's go to social media at KLV1063. What is your most pressing sports-related question? What have you been pondering? Randy says, why are baseball fields of play different from each other? It seems unfair. Is that my friend Randy that we uh, spoke up to earlier today? I don't, uh, I don't, to I don't think it's that, Randy. Has to be. I don't think it's that, Randy. Big baseball guy. I think that makes, <laughs> I think that makes baseball quaint and fun. I, yeah. We'll ask David Ortiz if he comes over about uh, taking aim at the Green Monster. Nobody else has that. That's completely specific to Fenway Park. Yeah. I, yeah, Stone, I, I think I like the weird configurations, the different configurations, the personality of mm -hmm. each ballpark. If yeah. we were just mm -hmm. it, like mm -hmm. football, football, how come some fields don't have 70 yards? Come on. 85. Some are 100. Well, that would be uh, let's have some. Let's have some some uh, some fun new ways to approach this sport, Stone. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I do think it adds to the aesthetic, right? Because sometimes when the game gets boring, there are cool things to look at, like a pool in the outfield and all those things. I I'm one of those people who purposely travel for sporting events because the ballparks are so unique right. and Absolutely. different to the right. culture that they're located in. I agree with you, Jeanette. I also will say... One of my favorite things, and it, I, it just resonated with, with me right now when I thought about variances on football fields, but number one growing up, love the Smurf turf from, uh, from Boise State in college football. Oh, see, I can't stand that. And I used to also love the fact that the Raiders had a baseball field in the midst of their field. You know they had the the, the outfield thing. In, well, on their it field. was. It, what was that about? The Raiders were the last to have the two sport football baseball field. But back in the day, Cincinnati, Miami, Pittsburgh, everybody had it. Uh, all a lot. Uh, San Francisco. How did that affect play? When uh, there's... It just was weird. Uh, so so you would run on sand. You yeah. would run on dirt. That's uh, kind of weird. But that that used to be commonplace. Yeah. That was all over the place. Uh, Houston, when it was the Oilers and the Astros. Okay, I didn't know uh, that. I'm trying to think of other. But uh, the Raiders were the last one. The, the Raiders were definitely they held the last one. for a while. Uh, they very much so. And I thought that was cool. It added some flavor to the stadium. Like, you knew for sure, oh, this is a Raiders home, home game right here. Because you see Not the only, baseball field. But, it, it, again, with baseball, and people accuse it of it being a small game, that's why I always tell people to go to baseball games in the ballparks. Because, you know, when you go to Philly, Field, they have like chicken peats and the, like there's fries on the floor and everything. Mm -hmm. So every baseball park has the food and the music yeah. to it. So like, go go to Lone Depot Park. Yeah, no other baseball field ha like throws that. a party like them. Yeah. Okay, I loved it. So I love ballparks and having their own park. personality. And just remember, tomorrow we debut a new segment called the Vicka Theo and Stone Preview Baseball. <laughs> The Kansas City Royals are the subject of our opening breakdown of the 2024 season right here from PGA National. You're welcome for such phenomenal content no, ideas. I, I, I really appreciate that. And uh, Friday, Seattle Mariners and then the Pittsburgh Pirates on yes. Monday. Yes. We'll come out tomorrow with 
what next week as a whole is Don't forget look the like. Orioles. Well, that'll come later. Give me some Padres, man. That'll come later, Dan. Padres. We got the Padres. Too popular right now. We're going to have uh, all. Too popular. Uh, Scott messages in my deep probing question. Will college football ever be the same? Yeah. Uh, no. From a multitude of ways, no. That, no. Literally, that's a, that shouldn't be a question. We know college football will never yeah. be the same. Will you Will you be able to enjoy it the same is the question. It's just going to become more and more top-heavy. I low-key love the uncertainty, though. We're so yeah. used to Bama being dominant. And the SEC being the clear-cut winner, like, what's going to happen? Oh, the SEC you will know, still be the clear-cut winner. I know, but, like, but who? But I know, yeah, but, like, well, who is it? Like, let me, with let, Nick Saban done, I feel like the field's yeah, definitely a little we, more fun. Before we take a break, Stone, let me know what you feel about this. So after talking with Tom Herman yesterday, FAU head football coach, he made the point that, yeah, the playoff system's not perfect, and God knows I've railed against the, the playoff system. Uh I'm one who thinks that it should have been six and six, six conference champions, six at large. There was no way the big conferences were going to vote for that. No. There's too much group of five in that. Uh, so instead, they're, uh, they're going five and seven, five yeah. and seven. For me, Tom Herman, though, saying, hey, in the American, the American is almost assuredly going to get a spot in the playoff yeah. because it is every single year pretty much the top group of five conference, 10 teams can win the American. Why not us? He yeah. basically took that tact. It got me thinking, USF fans, South Florida fans, and if you're a USF fan right now, I want you to listen very closely to uh -oh. me. Let's I've go. had enough of you people. Mm. Um, USF is a team that has watched UCF move away from it. That used to be their rival, UCF, yep. onto bigger things yep. in the Big 12. Fact. Okay, USF now believes that they are too good for the American Athletic Conference, where they have sat for quite some time now because FAU's in it. Ew! Mm. Charlotte's in it. Yucky! So they think they're better, even though they had their first Division One win, football Division One win, in three years this year, they were able to back in to six wins, and then they played a bowl game where the tight end played quarterback for Syracuse, and they won. So they think they're well on their way after six wins, barely getting into a bowl game and playing a tight end at quarterback. Their basketball team just won the regular season title in the American. Is that impressive? Sure. But they, despite that, are going to have to win their conference tournament to go to the NCAA tournament because their schedule is so trash before the conference season, okay? USF fans think that they're Big Ten or ACC bound. USF fans think it's time to get the call, just like UCF did to the Big 12. They think that the Big 12 should be pining after USF. They think that the Big Ten should be pining after USF. They think the ACC should be pining after USF. I'll say this, USF. Take your big conference. You will never, ever, ever in our lifetimes compete for a chance to go to the college football playoff in the ACC, in the Big Ten, in the Big 12. But by all means, go. Go. So you stop whining and complaining about it. And I promise you, if USF pushes its way into one of the big conferences, FAU will go to a college football playoff before USF does. How about that? Uh, that is, I mean. Mwah. Chef's kiss. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm only offended by this because I brought up the same point like two weeks ago when you were complaining about Group of mm. Five stuff, and I said FAU has never been closer to winning a college football national championship than they are today. But, you know, I regress. I, I, you, I digress. You might have been on to something. You might have been on to something. You probably planted the idea and subconsciously yeah. Ken yes. just brought well, Tom it Herman, up. No, no, Tom Herman solidified it. I planted right. the idea yeah, back he then. He planted the seed and Tom was Herman was the cascade yes. of rain. Yes. It was yes. a work in progress. Yes. It was a work in progress. And then All I got here matters. at the Sunshine Today PGA National and then it's brought it into a beautiful <laughs> sunflower. All that matters is we got here. Right. Uh, Stone, should we try an impromptu listening lunch when we come back? I think so. All right, we'll do a listening lunch. We'll also do, since we only got to one thing to grade yesterday, we'll do another edition of Levick at the and Stone Great Things, but it'll be the NFLPA, the players grading. Oh boy, we have class and we're eating in class. My God, what audio stimulation we have right now. The NFL players grading their individual organizations. It's good stuff. Mm. We'll go to our team, see how they did. That's Theo. Jeanette's hanging out with us. What a treat, Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone at PGA National on ESPN 106.3.